I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. The Oilers' next two opponents playing each other tonight. The Blues and the Flames squaring off in Calgary. The Oilers will take on the Flames tomorrow. 6 o'clock face-off show here on 630 Chad. The game will start at 8. Just one other game in the NHL. Senators and Sabres are tied 1-1 early in the second period. Edmonton Oil Kings in action tonight. They'll drop the puck in about an hour at Rogers Place as they take on Brandon. The Oil Kings 32-8-9 on the season. And the Toronto Raptors taking on Vince Carter and the Atlanta Hawks 30-21 for the Raptors with about a minute 20 left in the first quarter. We will keep you updated on those as we move along tonight. All right, so the Oilers game tomorrow, a lot of hype surrounding this one. First of all, you're finally going to get to see the team play for the first time in a week and a half. They had the bye week. They had the all-star break. The Oilers doing well going into the break. 6-1-1 in their last eight games. In fact, in the nine games between Christmas and their bye week, they went 6-2-1. And the only team to beat them in regulation time was the Calgary Flames, who did the, the, the two regulation losses during that span and then of course everything surrounding what has become a much hotter battle of alberta not only are the teams right there in the standings together edmonton at 26 18 and 5 calgary at 26 19 and 5 so the same number of points the oilers do have a game in hand but everything going on with the hatred the rivalry between Zach Cassian and Matthew Kachuk. Cassian with uh, an extended media scrum today and certainly downplaying any need he feels to go out and uh, start a fight or goad anybody into a fight or look for blood or anything like that. We have to win the game. There's no offense about this. If they're gonna, if they're gonna target me. So be it. I'm, I'm a big boy. I know how to handle myself. But at the same time, I have to be smart and I have to, to make sure um, our team's always in the right and we're we're putting the putting the spot to win and get two points. I think um, you have to be selfless and that's the way we're all gonna have to play for the next 32 games. I keep bringing up 32 games, but it really is a sprint and every game matters and every point's gonna matter. So. Um, that's where we stand. Obviously, we're going to play Calgary a couple more times and, and many years ahead. So this is where it stands. Now, having said all that, Cassian knows it's a story. He did say today, hey, I haven't been paying attention to it. He went to Santa Monica for the bye week. He made a joke about getting sun on his bald head. He's not sitting around stewing about this matchup. But he knows it's being discussed. And he knows it's a big part of the lead-up for the game tomorrow. Well, you heard the buzz around the city, but yesterday with with the stuff people uh, wanted signed and the stuff people were saying, you really, you got you got the fire back, and that's what sports is all about, right? It's, it's Sports is something to get the fans talking. I know Edmonton fans are on my side, Calgary fans are on his side. Um, they'll probably get booed here when I go there. I'll get booed, you know what I mean? That's good for the game. It's fun for the game. It's about time we get a little passion and, and, and fire, and uh, there's nothing wrong with that people are making it seem like it's it's bad for hockey i think it's good for hockey 
Well, I think it's good for hockey as well. I think it's great for the Battle of Alberta. I think this is a game that even though, though it's going to start uh, at a much later time in a couple of time zones here in Canada and the United States, it's it's a game that fans in other markets will pay attention to. Certainly fans who can remember the vintage days of the Battle of Alberta are reminded of some of uh, those conflicts, though this certainly isn't quite at that level yet. Well, I, it's not anywhere near that level yet. I think there'd have, there's going to have to be a few more incidents like Cassie and Kachuk and a playoff series or two for it to really elevate. But at least we could see some genuine venom and genuine hatred between the two teams. And, and again, it's very important that these games also mean something in the standings. The teams are fighting for a playoff spot. They're locked in a, in a four-way tie in the Pacific Division, along with Vegas and Arizona, all with 57 points. So this makes it fun for tomorrow. Cassian is embracing it. I'm sure the Flames and their competitive players will as well. What is actually going to happen in the game tomorrow? Well, it could be, there's a good chance it could be underwhelming when it actually comes to any sort of fireworks. And you can let me know what you think. You can always reach out by texting or calling 780-496-0063. Remember, it's the same number for both now, 780-496-0063. Uh, we're talking about it. A lot of you are talking about it. But Dave Tippett, the coach of the Oilers, says we're not talking about it. Believe me, all this stuff that you're talking about, there's none of it going on in our dressing room or in our coach's room. It's about getting our team prepared coming off a break to play well for a stretch drive. You know, it's about the two points. You, you recognize who you're playing against and all the emotion in the game, but I think what's going to happen is it's going to get blown up by the media, and I think that the game is going to be played hard, and each team is going to play hard to try to get the two points. All right, a little bit there from uh, from Dave Tippett as we get ready for this game. And, uh, you know, again, Cassian is loving it. Yeah, I think it's a blast. Obviously, uh, like I said, it brings the fire and it brings the passion out um, for hockey. I think um, it's gotten a little dull over the years. Um, like I've said before, I didn't mind the hits. I think they're a little offside, but um, he's a passionate guy. He hit me, and then I just thought what I did was right too and that's there's going to be two sides to every story right so that's the way it is there's passion in the game I felt like I did what I had to do um, yeah it is fun it is it's a lot of fun and I think if we can bring that passion and um, stay between the lines we're going to be a better team from it and it's that simple well I think passion is the key word and and staying between the lines is is a key word there's been a little bit of a redefinition of what you can do to hit in the National Hockey League as a result of this. And, and as Cassian said, you know, earlier when he was suspended, he didn't really think those hits were legal, and now you can do them. So maybe there's an opportunity to deliver a hard hit that's clean. That's going to amp it up. Uh, I, you know, it's it's. I'm really curious to see what's going to happen tomorrow. It's certainly going to be intense. The, the, the fans are going to be into it. I mean, there'll be a, a good contingent of Calgary fans in the building tomorrow night, so there'll be that back and forth that always uh, plays into it. A little bit of a later game. Everybody's going to have time to get settled in or enjoy pregame festivities or whatever it is they want to do. I don't anticipate that there's going to be something off the opening faceoff. I, I'm, going to tell, I'm going to tell you this. Based on what happened in the, has happened in the past... I don't think Matthew Kachuk is going to fight tomorrow, personally. I know Bob Stoffer disagrees, disagrees with me. He thinks he's going to come in here, here and fight. 
I, I, I don't think that's going to be the focus of the game. I mean, Calgary's playing tonight. Maybe they'll be two points ahead of the Oilers. Maybe they'll be tied with them. But now Edmonton will have two games in hand. So I don't think anybody wants to come in and kind of throw a game away because you get fooling around. I'm sure it'll be intense. I'm sure there, there'll be body contact. As Cassian said, this maybe isn't like in the 80s where you knew there was going to be a line brawl or something happens off the opening face-off or something like that. I don't anticipate that tomorrow night. And remember last season when Kachuk uh, had the game where Dreisaitl knocked him down from behind, maybe a bit of a slew fit. He slew foot, he jumped on uh, McDavid. Cassian got involved with him last year as well. The next game in Edmonton was one of the quietest games I've ever seen Matthew Kachuk play. I think if Kachuk decides to stir it up, he does it at home on Saturday night. I don't think he's coming to town to do that tomorrow. And I, I don't think in this day and age in the NHL, there is as much of an obligation to do something about it fisticuff-wise as there might have been 15 or 30 years ago where there might have even been that expectation from from everybody. So I, I think if things do get out of hand, it's probably because the game is out of hand. If it's 4-5, 6-1, whatever, there's a big difference in the score late in the game, that's when maybe it might be, all right, let's, let's settle a score. I personally don't think it's going to happen early in the game. And Cassian said... He's not looking to settle any scores. I thought I got a, <laughs> enough good shots in, uh, in the incident itself. It's uh, obviously, like I said, the two teams don't like each other. That's, that's normal. You play a team in the playoffs, you're not going to like each other. That's kind of where we feel with Calgary. But at the end of the day, since the 80s, where we're just going to line draw. It's two important points. If you look at the standings, how many teams are tied? Um, we need these two points. It's going to be a hard-fought game. It's going to be an intense game, but we have to really play in between the lines. I think both teams are going to, going to preach up. All right. So that's the thing. Cass, Cassian is saying there he has already retaliated for what happened. So he's, he doesn't feel he, ha, he has to be the one going out there looking to do anything. He, he feels that is on Calgary if they're going to come in here and look for retribution for what he did to Kachuk. So that, that's how he's playing this. You can text 780-496-0063. Uh, this texter says, Cassian has been delivering those hits all his career, jumping to hit Couture, McKinnon, and on and on. What about Gagne? Oh, forgot he is an oiler, so now it's okay. I just love the stupidity that comes through in those text messages. Rob Brown and I have typically said, and I've said it many times, Zach Cassian is not an angel. He goes to the line and sometimes he crosses the line. And he crossed the line in, in Calgary, and he should have been suspended for what he did to Kachuk, regardless of, of what predicated it. The play on uh, Gagne where he slashed him in the face several years ago, yeah, that was a dirty play. And he, and he had to come into the dressing room when he was traded to Edmonton and be a teammate with some of those guys who were Oilers when that happened. So, you know what? That Yeah, like, welcome to hockey, Texter. I, I mean, teams are going to have players that draw the line. And most Oilers fans have said, I wish we had a guy like Matthew Kachuk on our team. Because what ultimately happened in Calgary two and a half weeks ago? Calgary Flames scored the game-winning goal on the four-minute power play from Cassie being in the penalty box. What did Kachuk say after the game? That's how I play. I don't feel like I have to fight him. It'd be like Kachuk basically said it was beneath him to fight Zach Cassian. 
And then he said, "We'll." Then he just said, "We'll take the game-winning goal on the power play." So, yeah, I, I mean, this is the, the, you're like, yeah, Cassian's hits against the San Jose Sharks. Yeah, those were those were pretty borderline too. They were very similar to what Kachuk did. And what's he doing? He's trying to intimidate. He's trying to goad the other team. He's and this this is how you this is how you play pro sports. If you're if you're that type of a player, whether it's hockey, basketball, football, the more physical games, you push it. How far can you push your opponents? How far can you push the officials to see what they're going to call? That's what it's all about for players like Kachuk and Cassie. Cassie said it in one of the clips. I'm the hero in Edmonton. I'm going to get booed in Calgary. Kachuk's the hero in Calgary. He's going to get booed here. That's what it's all fun. You know what? And look to that texture. It's not okay. It's it's not okay that Cassian punched Kachuk eleven times because he's an Oiler, and the league clearly didn't recognize it as being okay because they suspended him, and he should have been suspended. Andy on line one. Go ahead, Andy. Hey, uh, Reed. Um, I just wanted to point out I really enjoyed the All Star game. Um, I was really surprised. Uh, I was just impressed with Matthew Kachuk, and I'm a diehard Oiler fan, but I got to say, that kid's got some moves. Every time he touches the puck, he's got a surprise. Um, you know, I hated Matthew Kachuk last week, but this week, you know what? I, I think he's a pretty good kid, and I just wanted to remind Oiler fans that we could have drafted this guy, couldn't we? Yeah, I could have could have drafted him fourth overall when they took Puliyarvi. He would have been a decent uh, sixty to seventy five point player to have, eh? I think he he. I love the way he played with with Leon. I I I thought Gio was great. I mean, they're they're all great players, but I think you know at the end of the day, this kid's a really talented hockey player, and and, and maybe he crossed some lines, but uh, you know, I just want to see him show his skills out there, and 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 he's got some skills. Let me tell you. So, what do you think will happen tomorrow? Uh, I think you're calling it right, Reed. I think Zach Cassian's got to be super careful because if he does anything at all, he's going to get a penalty and it's going to hurt his team. So I think he's got to keep it really tight. And uh, I think the Oilers really need this win. Um, They can't afford to lose the season series against Calgary. And uh, you're, you're back from a big break. You're at home. I think the pressure's squarely on Edmonton. And I think you're right. I think Calgary's going to come in and play a nice, quiet, uh, smart uh, road game and hope that Edmonton uh, loses some of the control of maybe the motion, start taking some penalties, and, and they're trying to get the win. So um, I think Edmonton has really got to go for the win. And like you said, they can't afford to, to run around. we just we got to focus on getting our game. We, we're playing better as a team, and, and I'm sure that's Dave Tippett's name. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And concern is that, hey, we gotta we gotta play our game here and and not think about anything else. All right, Andy, we'll see you around.
doesn't want to get hit then stay off the tracks um you know he's caught him three times there so i think he'd learn after the first one but if he wants to react like that we'll take the power play we'll take the game winner and we'll move on to first place this is matthew kachuk on january 11th after the uh, flames beat the oilers 4-3 Corey says hey Gree, uh, hey reed i could not agree more with your previous caller i actually enjoyed watching kachuk at the all-star game in fact the exact same thing Happened to me watching Johnny Hockey a few years ago at the All-Star Game. Lost a little bit of my hatred for that player, too. Go Oil. That is from Corey. Cowtown Bob says, I expect the Oilers will lean heavily on Johnny and Monaghan tomorrow and entice the Flames to react. Well, that might be the way to go. There's nothing against a good old body check every once in a while. Mike on line, too. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, Reed. How are you doing? Good. Good. Hey, I want to see... Uh... I want to see Cassian do to Kachuk what Kachuk did to Cassian. I want to see him blow him up, get him off his game. Uh, I love Kachuk. I think he's a great player. And I agree with the previous caller that said, you know, I wish that we would have drafted him instead of Pulley Arby. Well, in hindsight, almost any player there would have been better than Pulley Arby because they might have actually been in the league, but that's a whole other topic. Yeah, I, I, I mean... Uh, to, to me, that's that's what it comes down to. Are, are you going to retaliate or, you, or, or are you going to initiate? And when yeah. Calgary came in here on December 27th, which I know was not the game with this incident, but the Oilers played probably their worst game of the year. They were out of sorts right from the start of the game, and, yeah. and they got steamrolled. So hopefully they remember that. They certainly remember what happened on January 11th. And, and there's nothing wrong with being intense checking yeah. you know getting on getting on their sticks working hard in puck battles there's nothing cheap about that but it initiates exactly. and like that one texture said it can frustrate the flames and maybe get them off their game so one question for you yes before i let you go who are you who, who are you picking for super bowl oh chiefs chiefs who are you picking oh, chiefs. chiefs same thing uh mahomes is I hate. To, I, I don't want to sound like I'm disrespecting Garoppolo. I, I, because he's very good. Garoppolo's a very good quarterback, but Mahomes is an excellent quarterback, and I think that might be the difference. a free agent almost a year ago by the Edmonton Eskimos. That was a wild one last February. CFL free agency this year is on February 11th. Couple of notes from the Canadian League. Matt Nichols, quarterback, has been released by the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. He's going to meet with the Argos tomorrow. Zach Kalaros has re-signed for two years with the Bombers. And Chris Strevler might be going to the NFL. Interesting player for the Bombers this past season. Uh, he had a workout with Miami, so we'll keep an eye on what happens with him. NHL tonight, just two games. Senators and Sabres 2-2 late in the second period. Eichel has his 29th 
Peugeot has his 20th. Blues and Flames will face off in about half an hour. Raptors leading Atlanta 58-48 with three minutes left in the second quarter. And later on tonight at Rogers Place, it is the Oil Kings home to the Brandon Wheat Kings. Edmonton's record 32-8-9. Brandon having a decent season. They are 25-17-4. Thanks a lot for tuning in. The Oilers and Flames tomorrow Bit of a later start, 8 o'clock at Rogers Place. Our coverage on 6.30, Chad, will start with the face-off show at 6. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks for tuning in, and I'm pleased to welcome back to the show a gentleman who was uh, actually born here at Edmonton, didn't uh, spend much of his childhood here, but it is former NHLer John Scott. John, good to have you on the show again. How have you been? Not bad, Reed. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, man. See, John, we're we're doing the opposite approach. I know most people want to interview you before the All-Star game. We decided to leave you alone and bring you on after. You're just so classy. I love it. <laughs> You're just a classy guy. <laughs> well, that's when we talked a couple of years ago about your All-Star experience. I know you've, you've talked a lot about that, so we're not going to go there. Well, I will ask you this. As a former player, will you watch the All-Star game or watch the skills competition? Does any of that interest you? Not really. Like, I watched the pictures just because I was hanging out in my basement and I was doing random stuff when I had it on the TV, but it's not like I seek it out. Like, oh, the All-Star game's on. I got to turn it on. So, no. Yeah, I was joking yesterday. I didn't really get the thing where they were shooting the puck out of the stands. I thought it had some potential. And then after about two minutes, I was thinking to myself, what What am I watching? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they did that. So at least they're trying. They're trying to mix it up a little bit. You can't fault them for that. No, yeah. The, the, I guess the effort was there. Perhaps the, the result wasn't there. Well, it's good, it's good to have you on the show again. We're getting ready for a fun night tomorrow at Rogers Place. Oilers, Flames. Finally, some more meaning to the game because the teams are tied in the standings. There's a great playoff chase in the Pacific Division. And then, and then we got Kachuk, Cassian, and, and a little more hatred back into the Battle of Alberta. Let, let's go back to January uh, 11th, and whether you were watching the game live or not, I'm sure you saw it within a few hours of, of the incident. Well, what did you think of how everything played out that evening in Calgary? I thought it played out exactly how it should have played out based on the events that occurred. I, I think the first hit was the worst hit that Kachuk laid on Cassian by far. You know, he targets his head. Cassian's, like, super vulnerable in that position, and he, and he buries them. And Cassian, rightfully so, gets up looking for apparently nothing, and then as soon as it happens a second time, Cassian, he's got to go after him, right? Like, he has to protect himself. He can't rely on the referee. The referee's obviously not going to give Kachuk a call. He had his whistle in his pocket that game, so he's, he's going to protect himself, and he did what he had to do. And I think both guys were doing their job. Kachuk's not going to fight Cassian because he knows he's going to get his doors beat off. And it's just, it is what it is. It's just two men who are kind of fed up and Cassian's not going to take it anymore. Well, it, it, I love how you put that, that both guys are doing their job. And, and I guess so you're, you're telling Oilers fans there, there shouldn't be any expectation that Kachuk is going to ever have a bout with Cassian. No, Kachuk has Cassian exactly where he wants him. Like, Kachuk could not, like, from what I've seen from him in the interviews and throughout his years in the league, he has exactly where, Cassian where he wants him. He did the same thing with Doughty. He's going to go him into a penalty probably next game. He's never going to drop his glove. I, I said this earlier on my podcast. I would love nothing more than for those two to square off in the first period and just get it over with. Two men settling a difference, and then we'll move on from it. But that's not 
It's, that's never going to happen. Kachuk's going to throw him into a penalty. He's going to stick him. He's going to try to take a run out of him again. And Kaskin, who is not, you know, like he's a hothead. He's, he's going to go after him again. It's just, it is what it's, it is. What it is. It's, it sounded like you're saying something profound about the endless cycle of life or something like that. <laughs> if there was no instigating rule, it would never have happened. Cassian would have taken care of it the first time. Kachuk would have been so scared to hit him the second time, he would have never gone near him. But the instigating rule doesn't let you do that, so it protects players like Kachuk and lets him do what he does. That's what the instigator rule does. So would you get rid of the instigator rule? Oh, without a doubt. In a heartbeat. I, I would put other rules in place, maybe. Um, no stage fighting, no two fights in one game, like a little things like that to kind of clean up the game. But the instigator rule protects guys like that to go around and make these hits that are questionable and injure players. If, I, I always wondered if you did a, a stat check on concussions, I don't know if they take those stats, how many concussions are caused from hits and how many are caused from fights. Because I guarantee you, the hitting concussions are 10 times more than a concussion from a fight. It's just, they just pegged fighting, and now they're just trying to get rid of it. And it always hurts me when people say, oh, fighting took out of the game. There's no use for it. There's definitely use for it. It protects players. Well, it is declining, though, as you know. So is that where you're worried about the, the end game is to all this, that you have hitters who don't have any fear and you have generations of players who never had to fight in junior or when they were younger and it's just such a foreign concept to everybody yeah it's just strange because uh, i i've had players tell me when i was playing they said listen when you don't play this guy runs around like an animal and then when you do play he's quiet as a church mouse and everyone's susceptible to that fear factor and if you know that if you step outside the lines of that ice, you're going to be dealt with, win, lose, or draw, you're going to second guess taking a run at somebody. It's human nature. I don't care who you are. You know what I mean? And to take away that fear factor, these guys are just like heat-seeking missiles. Everyone's strong and faster, and they're going after everybody without fear of any kind of retribution. So it's just, you know, it's a cause and effect kind of thing. One of the, the discussions that has, has come up, and Cassian was even asked today, well, you know, you were buddies with Lucic when he was an oiler, but do you think he's going to step in and you're going to have to take him on? Uh, you know, you knew your role when you played 550 penalty minutes in 285 games. You're, you're a big man, six foot eight, about, around two. What, what did you play at, about 250, 260? Close yeah, enough? 250, 260, yeah, around yeah. there. So, I mean, you were a big guy. You knew your role. How... How did you handle it if it was a feud a teammate was having with a player on the other team? Like, did you feel obligated to step to step in? Did you ever feel like, okay, maybe I got to let Cousin Johnny handle this himself? Or, or how did you approach that? Um, I would usually have a conversation with the guy because I played with some of the biggest pests there is, like the Colettas, Steve Ott, the Cal Clutterbucks. I played with them, and there were some times where I would step in and say, hey, listen, like, how do you feel about this? Like, Coletta would go into Toronto. I knew Orr McLaren wanted to rip his head off. So I'd say, what do you want to do? Do you want to fight one of these guys? If something happens, what 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 should I do? And I would have that conversation. And sometimes, like, I didn't want to protect the guy. If, he, if he, I think he deserved and he needed to fight, I would let him fight his battle. If, if I thought that he did something to warrant that. So I'm sure Lucic and Kachuk are having a conversation Either they've already had it or have it tomorrow. Like, hey, if he comes after you, I'll jump in or I'll step in. And Kachuk might wave him off and say, no, like, let's, let him take a penalty. Or maybe, who knows, Kachuk might man up and fight him. 
but they're definitely having that conversation. Mm-hmm. That, that's interesting. John Scott joining us tonight on, on Inside Sports. After this happened, I had a, a Matthew Barnaby on the show. I don't know if you have any sort of relationship with Matthew or not, but I want to I ask know you. Barney, yeah. yeah. And he said that he totally understood what Kachuk was doing. And, and, and Barnaby said he would fight guys. He fought Lindros and he knew he was going to lose and he did lose, but eventually he did it. But Kachuk also said he had, or pardon me, Barnaby also said there were nights where he told his teammates, I am going to agitate this guy. I know if I do this, this, and this, he will snap. I am going to turtle. Do not come to my defense. Um, you know, hearing that in the role you played, <laughs> you know, the, the, does it bother you? Do you understand it to some extent? What do you think? It bo- it bothers me. I know Barnaby. I know I've, I've been around him plenty of times. I think stuff like that is gutless to try to goad somebody into a penalty. Like, oh, I'm going to get him to drop his gloves, or I'm going to ask him to fight and skate away. It's like I, I despise that part of the game. I think it doesn't belong in the game. I think hockey, if you play hockey, there's a certain standard of toughness that you have to abide by. If you're not tough, don't try to be tough. That's not your game. Totally acceptable. Don't run around pretending like you're tough, asking guys to fight and skate away. I think it's just the biggest cowardly act. And I would tell Barney that to his face. I'm not afraid to say that. And, uh, yeah, it bothers me. I don't, like, and that's the thing. It's the game's changed. Guys do it all the time now. It happened to me a few times, and I'm sure Kachuk will do it tomorrow night. He'll just get into Cassian's face, do something silly like kiss him or blow kisses to him or poke him. I don't know. He'll do something, and Cassian will react. Okay, so do you think – no, look, and, and you said Cassian's a hothead. He clearly has that line where he'll go to it. And he passionate. As, as, he'll as, be a passionate player. Right, and he's crossed it as an oiler, and he – crossed it when before he was i mean people are bringing up here well well he slashed Gagne in the face yeah he did he got suspended he got suspended for what he did against kachuk it was deemed an illegal play like he, i of course he should have got suspended uh but do you do you think like T- dave tippett said we're not talking about it we're trying we're trying to win the game D- do you buy that do you think tip or an assistant coach says Cass, we need you on the ice not in the box does that conversation need to happen in your mind yeah, I play for tips. Um, I know I know his style of play, and I'm sure he'll talk to Cass in pregame skate, and he'll say, listen, if the time is right, you take care of business, but don't hurt our team. And that was his message to me whenever I played for him. He's like, you're a big boy. You know how to play the game. You've been around for a while. Don't put our team behind. You know, don't don't make us kill a penalty. Don't, don't hurt the team. And I'm sure he'll have that conversation tomorrow. He's like, listen. I'll do my best to get us up three goals, and then you can take care of business. And that's how it works. You don't want to penalize your team or put yourself behind the eight ball. But as soon as you give yourself a little breathing room, it, it's go time. I mean, it's time to pay the piper. And I'm sure Cassian and the guys in that room, they want to get that lead so they can take care of a little business. And that's, that's how it works. Well, that's really what I'm wondering, John. I, I said on the first half hour of the show that if there is a, a fight or things boil over, I, I wonder if it happens if it's four or five one with eight minutes left. Like I don't think there's gonna oh. be a I don't think there's gonna be a staged <laughs> fight off the opening face off or, or anything like that. I mean that's that's what I think. If it's if it's out of hand, you know, or maybe Darnell Nurse decides to do something or, or, or whatever. Yeah, there there's a few different outcomes. It's either gonna be right away the Chuck answers the bell or Lucic will challenge Cassian. Those are the two options or it gets out of hand. And I, I would love to have a camera on Kachuk 
if the game gets out of hand either way, if one team gets up three or four goals, <laughs> just to see how his face changes, like one nuts and two nuts and three nuts, and he's just like, oh, no, <laughs> oh, no. Because I felt that way, too. If I'm playing against a tough guy and if my team starts winning, I'm like, great, I'm going to have to fight. Like, I, this is not going well. So it, it'll be interesting. I'll be watching, definitely. It's exciting. It's exciting to have this kind of excitement for a regular season game. The hatred is back. I love it. Well, that, and that's the beauty of pro sports. And Cassian said it in his interview today. I'm the hero here. I'll get booed in Calgary, vice versa for Kachuk. I, I, I mean, what, what's wrong with that? Like, I, I think this is why we, we like sports is because things do have the potential to boil over. I got, I got a texture writing in, a listener's checking in, John. He says, uh, says Reed, if you can ask... John, if delivering big body checks requires answering the bell by dropping the gloves? No, definitely not. A, a clean check all day doesn't warrant a fight whatsoever. But if the guy who gets hit, he can answer his own bell. That's perfectly fine for me. If you get lit up and you want to stick up for yourself and go after the guy who hits you, perfectly fine. But if someone else comes in and fights that fight because you got hit by a clean check, I don't like that. I think hits belong in the game i don't think either of kachuk's hits were clean that that's where i'll, I'll kind of stand on that regard but no clean hits i love it it's just part of the game who was a maybe it was barnaby who, who was a pest that really annoyed you and i mean look we we everybody in know saw you play like you're you're a big guy so i i don't know if a lot of people were looking to irritate john scott but, but were there ever a, a player or two that was able to get under your skin you know, there was a few. I, I didn't like Adam Burrish for some reason, and Corey Perry. Corey Perry, for some reason, always rubbed me the wrong way. I played him quite a bit out west, and he just really got under my skin every single game. He just had these little barbs he would throw at me. I'm like, God, I wish I could grab that guy. So <laughs> those two guys for sure. But you never grabbed either of them? No. Goodness, no. My, my teams were never good enough to get a lead. I was always sitting on the bench in the third period. What do you what do you make into this? And I don't know if this ever happened in your career when the discipline guys like Peros is coming tomorrow, Wacom is coming. Is that just a dog and pony show for the NHL? Just to act, like so they look like they're doing something or what? It's a joke. I don't think George does a thing in the league. I think he gets his marching orders from Gary. So I just think Gary said, "Go to Edmonton to show our presence. We're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna stand for anything like that." And he's not gonna do anything. If something happens, Gary will call him and say, "Hey, George, suspend him for five games." Um, it it doesn't mean a thing. The players don't care. They're gonna play their game. Do they not realize like there's televisions? They're gonna see it, whether it's live or in New York somewhere or Toronto. I don't understand that move at all. <laughs> you know, yeah, the games are televised these days. That's what I've heard. I'm in radio, so it's, I don't it's know. It's amazing technology. It's <laughs> crazy the things they're doing. Uh, well, you, you, on, the, on the text line, you've already made a lot of fans by not liking Corey Perry because he is one of the most <laughs> disliked Oilers opponents of the last uh, 15 years or, or so for sure. Uh, somebody else wants to know, I heard there's a movie about John Scott coming out. Or has there already been a movie? That's from Jason. Yeah, there's one in the works. We um, we just signed with a pretty big studio. I can't, I'm not at liberty to divulge that information. But, yeah, it's hopefully going to be started filming soon. I, I can't say much. It, I, I stay out of it. They tell me what they're doing. But it's it's starting to wrap up, which is exciting. Okay, well, that that is exciting. I'm curious to see who they're going to cast to play you. I know, me too. I don't know yet, so I wish I could say, but I don't. Uh, what else are you up to these days? 
Not much. Do a little little podcast myself from my house here, dropping the gloves with John Scott. Just uh, staying at home with the family. Got five daughters, just trying to figure out how to raise them, and you know, living the simple life. I love it. Uh, who's the, are the are the kids athletes? Um, well, my oldest is just turned eight, so they dance, they ski, they do kind of stuff like that. But I, I put them on skates. They enjoy it. They don't love it, but I don't know. Nothing that stands out as something that they're going to be like. I love this sport. So no. <laughs> And and the focus of the podcast are you are you going to keep it to hockey? Do you want to branch out just to any athletes, or what do you how, where do you want to take it? I well for now it's honestly like seventy percent hockey, thirty percent my life. I just kind of keep it loose. I, I have a hard time watching hockey honestly every single night. Um, I catch it here and there, but I know I like to stay in the game. I'm pretty close with a handful of guys around the league, and I do interviews like we're doing Patty Marlowe and. Mark Edward Glass, I think we had a few Olympians on. So it's just something to keep me busy and keep me in the game. And, you know, I really enjoy it. It's, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Well, John, you're always great when you come on Inside Sports. We'll 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 bug you a little bit more often if if that's okay. And I, I can tell from our text line, our listeners enjoy your perspective as well. Thank you so much for checking in, and hey, enjoy the game tomorrow. I know you're watching that one at least. Oh, I will definitely be watching. Yes, all right, Reed. Thank you. Always a pleasure, man. That is John Scott checking in tonight on the phone line. Uh, with some pretty uh, blunt comments about what he thinks of the Kachuk-Cassian incident. What did he say? He actually said both guys handled it how they're meant to handle it. You know, Kachuk plays that way. Cassian responded that way. Uh, And you heard what John Scott said there. He does not believe there's any way that uh, Kachuk will take a fight with Cassian. He expects Kachuk to come out tomorrow night and keep on goading Cassian and try to get into the penalty box again. Your reaction is, of course, welcome. 780-496-0063 to either call or text. We're back after the break. It's Edward Van Halen on the lead guitar. 780-496-0063. Brian on line one. Go ahead, Brian. Hey, so uh, not to uh, flog a dead horse, but, you know, with uh, with this Kachuk Cassian thing, I I mean, I grew up in the day, in the age of the Broad Street Bullies, the Big Bad Bruins, bench going brawls, Team Canada going into the stands to save Ellen Eagleton. <laughs> but... But with the standing so close, I think Cassian has to try and play maybe the smartest game of his life on Wednesday and on Saturday. He has to, you know, if he has to turn the other cheek, you know, I I have a feeling that the that the NHL has probably told the officials, look, if you see if you see a player like Kachuk now targeting another player call the penalty and i th- i think uh, they just have to bide uh, by a little patience it's a long season they play calgary a few more times you can get them anytime well I, I i love how you put that that maybe cassian has to play the two smartest games of his career and he doesn't want 
to be in the penalty box for a key goal against again. I wonder how this game is going to be officiated. Because as Cassian emphasized when he did the interview after he got suspended, and he touched on it a little bit again today, that the NHL has did say those hits were legal. So if, if Cassian or somebody delivers that kind of check tomorrow and is called for charging, then that throws everything else for a different kind of loop, I think. But you know what? I, I think it depends on who's officiating as well. I think it's a discretionary call. How many times have you seen two plays, the exact same, happen in front of a, ref- a referee, two different referees, one calls it a penalty, one doesn't? Oh, sure. But again, sometimes it's, it's a tone they've, they've set in the game. But as people texting in have said, too, I mean, Cassian could have gotten trouble for running over a couple San Jose guys in the playoff series. He, he delivered oh, uh, some very borderline uh, hits in that. Uh, absolutely. I, I mean, heck, let's face it, Messier could have gotten called a few times. Well, probably, yes. But, but uh, you know, as, as I said, I think with the standing so close, I mean, even if the game gets out of hand, you know, 4-1, 5-1, whatever, I, I, because Cassian can't take the chance of getting a second suspension. Right. Thanks, Brian. Take care. Back with Rob Brown. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.